to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome, and let's get started. In episode 83, The Myth of the Grail, I brought forth some of the initiatory themes that lie at the heart of the Grail. Living a life that is marked by initiation is one that allows a person to grow slowly wise, to use the words of Wolfram von Eschenbach. In every person's life, there are countless small initiations and usually a few big ones. The big ones are marked with a big before and after sign in your soul's journey. It can be a good exercise to take out a notebook and mark out your initiations. It can help you see your hero's journey with more clarity. I like to mark the initiation in one column and what you learned or how you are different now in the other column, and then ask yourself, what initiations still await my arrival? To broaden your scope on this, a list of initiations might include things like getting your driver's license or having your parents get divorced when you were young. It would definitely include things like leaving home for good or the first time you fell in love. Something like military boot camp is clearly an initiation, and moving to a strange city or country is definitely an initiation as well. Anything that marks a clear before and after for your soul qualifies as you will learn much about yourself and where you are going through these trials and tribulations. I've spoken of my big initiations from time to time, but I will mention a few of them here again. Like I said, it's good to know your own, to know when your soul found a deeper, more truthful song for you. And for me, moving to New York City was an initiation for sure. I'd never been there when I arrived, and I had grown up my whole life in the Pacific Northwest. New York was this strange, powerful, scary new land where I would find new parts of myself that I didn't know I had. I became gutsier and more confident because of it. Another big initiation, as you all know, was doing the Mankind Project's new warrior training. This was a clear before and after for Tony. I came out with a chest full of new tools, a mission I created and then lived, knowledge of the male archetypes and how to access them, and a deep appreciation of the tribe of men and my place in it. MKP gave me a warrior's fire and a container to express it. I would never go back to the overly nice people pleaser I was when I was younger. Between New York City and the new warrior training, I was finding all sorts of newfound inner power as a man. Another big initiation was becoming a father. I was scared shitless waiting for Lucas to be born. All new fathers feel this, although few will admit it. It is an absolutely awesome, terrifying initiation to be brought into. My son arrived like some tiny force of nature, divine, powerful, full of raw feeling and powerful vocal cords. He let me know in no uncertain terms that my old life was over. And it has been a big, incredible initiation and one that I am grateful for every day. My sobriety was another initiation for me. I know this is true for any addict or alcoholic who has taken on his or her recovery. Quitting drinking eight years ago changed me. It was an initiation that I was never quite sure I was up to until one day it just happened. I stopped and I didn't die. And in my soul, I could feel the excitement that accompanied this new me. I knew it would lead to a hundred new great things if I could just stay with it. And it has. You're listening to one of the gifts that was awaiting me once I crossed that threshold. And my marriage to Lisa has certainly been an initiation. In a long-term relationship, you don't have anywhere to hide. Oh, you can try, but a life partner or soulmate will bring your love to a new level. It won't often look the way you think it should look, but the alchemy of a long-term relationship is undeniable. You bring your strengths and your weaknesses and shortcomings, we all have them, and you ride life's ups and downs together, learning the whole way. What initiations still await me? I can see as men grow older, we are forced to deal with loss. Becoming an empty nester when your last child leaves the house is certainly an initiation, and losing your parents or other loved ones and friends will be a series of painful initiations as we grieve for what is passing. 
This all helps to bring us to our final initiation, at least in this body and this dimension, our own passing. If we have grown slowly wise, as Parsifal did, then each initiation will ripen and prepare us. We will arrive at our final initiation full of wisdom and grace rather than regret and fear. Through all the changes and passing seasons and lessons and wisdom and grace granted, we will come to our own death with a recognition of what does not change. God bless you on this journey, my listener. My guest today is Hunter Torin, and he is a somatic educator and therapist within the discipline of spatial dynamics and other somatic practices. Hunter performs individual therapeutic sessions and group workshops on the entirety of the human experience through conscious movement here in Seattle. Hunter also travels the country educating and supporting organizations to cultivate practical tools to support spiritual growth, flow states, personal well-being, and emotional self-regulation. Most recently, Hunter has begun to dive deeply into men work to support containers that see the evolution of the divine masculine as imperative to the survival and development of humankind. Here's my interview with Hunter Torrin. Okay, I am here with Hunter Torrin, mystic, spiritual warrior, somatic movement teacher. Welcome to Basecamp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to this. You know, this episode's all about the initiatory path and initiations. And, you know, we're talking about how each man has some kind of, usually some big initiations. He might not frame it that way, but the world sort of brings men through these different initiations, large and small. You know, I mean, starting as a young man, there's you know, maybe your parents got a divorce and that was an initiation or, you know, certainly when you left for college or for life or the military, that was an initiation. And I talk about a number of my big ones, you know, my sobriety and the MKP uh, warrior training. Um, But I guess I just wanted to start off by asking you, uh, what is your kind of initiatory path been like? What have been maybe a few of the ones where there was a big, you know, before and after for you in terms of how you came out of it as a man from going through it. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, there's... I like to start you off with a real big question. Yeah. <laughs> so, no warming you up there, brother. <laughs> you know, as human beings here on, on this planet, there's, you know, particularly uh, in the privilege of um, uh, manifold experience, you know, there's thousands of them. But for me, when I go into this question, the very first thing that comes to me is uh, really brings me back to being eight years old. Um, my parents were kind of secular seekers, I guess, and uh, ended up at a, at a Quaker congregation, uh, the Society of Friends in Westerly, Rhode Island, when I was eight years old. And uh, for those that don't know, you know, uh, there's, uh, there's no preacher, there's no iconography, maybe a simple wooden cross, um, but we just gather, wait mm. on the Lord and expect him. Um, the congregation sits together for an hour and the children would be brought in for the last 15 minutes. And I remember entering into this, what I call substantive silence, this thick silence that even as a child, you wouldn't dare to break and to sit down in that and to have it kind of envelop me, mm. and warm me uh, in this community setting was something that I realized I could bring with me throughout my life. And then later realized that not everyone has that, that ability to bring a, a stillness and a silence with you. Um, so that was really a foundation in faith and presence and consciousness. 
and, you know, moving through just quickly, you know, parents divorcing, definitely a big initiation, the loneliness of moving from the country to a more affluent community, um, suburbs where I was considered weird. You know, that was another initiation, psychedelics (laughs) and cannabis, definitely initiations. Yep. Um, and then going back into the mountain wilderness, uh, when I was 19, after I graduated from high school, I got to do a Knowles course and that kind of blew the world open for me. And, and I, I had the ability to be in the wild comfortably on my own after that. And that really gave me, um, an invaluable tool to commune, um, with this creation and with myself uh, away from the madness. And then, you know, marriage, three kids business success, business failure. And it was really this business failure in 2007. I was a landscape designer, uh, Mason. And uh, 2007, that bubble burst. Uh, For those of you who like history, it's going to happen again. But, uh, you know, uh, just finding myself um, at the bottom and, and having to rebuild from that point into who I am now. And that's really where I decided to move into uh, somatic therapies, particularly in the discipline of spatial dynamics. And then finally, most recently, uh, leaving the lone wolf path and coming in with the sacred sons. That's beautiful. Well, well, well let's talk about sacred sons. Cause I, I didn't know, really know about them till I did an interview maybe a year ago and there was a man there that was involved in it. So I started to do some poking around and, you know, my listeners know that I, you know, I'm a graduate of the mankind projects, new warrior training, but I always had some criticism for MKP, one of them being the old guys don't get out of the way and let the young, the next generation lead. There's this kind of, you know, they don't want to give up the glory. They don't, there's a little ego there of like, not so fast, young man, it's still my ship to run. And I never, I I didn't really like that about that. And so, you know, something like Sacred Sons, which looks like there's some younger men leading and it looks a little more geared to the younger initiate in, in terms of what I can see in pictures and stuff. So um, I give them full blessing. They look like they're doing a fantastic job. Um, but what, what sorts of things are they doing? They're doing a big weekend initiation like the Mankind Project. And, and how have you been involved? Have you been an elder? Is that I don't want to presume that you're an elder there and not just facilitating. But I wanted to ask you what, what your involvement with of them and what maybe the listeners might want to know about sacred sons that they don't know. Yeah. Sacred sons wisdom shall come out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. a good move. Listen to the youth and it is a young movement. Um, My journey with them really didn't start until uh, last November and it was born out of, you know, I just knew that I had to come out of, out of the wilderness. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was working on a high level individually. Um, but struggling within groups still. Um, and you know what they say, you are welcome here. And in a time where there's just so much division and I'm looking at these groups and it, you know, it's all shades of skin. Um, and there, you know, I am in the older, I guess, contingent, but there are men older than me that are involved. I'm 47 myself. Um, and they come at it with a, a ferocity and an integrity that is, that has really kind of blown me away. And it's rooted, you know, deep in the shadow work, you know, and, and meeting men where they're at. And, and that's really, I think, the best gift we can give anyone doing human being work is, is meeting somewhere where they're at and then initiating them beyond 
their edges, you know, beyond their comfort zone and into the shadows of the subconscious mind that plays out in their lives um, without checks and balances. And then they're also firmly rooted in uh, ceremony and ritual. Um, they have a deep lineage uh, with my brother Kale, uh, who's Hawaiian and Lakota lineage. And he holds uh, space in a way that is so generous. You know, they talk about this radical indigenous hospitality. And I just found that every step of the way, that that, that is the general gesture of the group, is this, is this radical hospitality um, of, of you are welcome here. And uh, I'm actually I'm going down to uh, co-facilitate for the first time in Convergence down in Liberty Rock, or uh, Liberty Camp, um, about an hour east of San Diego. And so I'll be, uh, you know, help facilitating in what they call the forge, which is, uh, you know, where the shadow work gets done, where men can move into the vulnerability needed within the support of a brotherhood to, to face the darkness within them, to face the fear, to face the rage, to face all these things that society has told us uh, through stories to stuff down. And, uh, and, and they do it well. You know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage to enter into yeah. that into that dome with them that's beautiful and, uh, yeah. So, yeah i commend them especially since they do it through the body it is an embodied experience um i wouldn't hesitate to recommend men go on that training um you know i've not heard anything that would make me hesitant um so you know i i i give them full blessing i hope i hope more men do it i i think it breaks the there needs to be more groups like sacred sons to help there can't just be you know, two or three organizations that are doing this work where they're offering things for men and getting them out of their kind of lone wolf mentality that we were all conditioned in, basically. Um, and, you know, you brought up something interesting about the body. Um, and I was on the board of directors. I don't know if my listeners, if I've ever mentioned this, but I was on the board of directors for ISMETA, which is the International Somatic Movement Educator and Therapist Association. Some mouthful, but I was on the board for nine years, so I can roll it. Um, and you yourself are a somatic movement educator doing a type of work called spatial dynamics. And most men don't know what somatic movement is. They don't know what spatial dynamics is. And more men need to know about it. it. It's a field that's dominated in the teacher realm by um, women. And there's so much to be gained from working with the somatic movement practitioners for men. And um, I really firmly believe there's a magic to the work. It's It's got this kind of inner uh, uh, dimension where the, the, the person is accessing things that they normally wouldn't access. You know, when they, I think when men hear movement, they hear, oh, it's going to be like the old aerobics or it's going to be like Pilates. And it's really nothing like that. And I wanted to give you a chance to maybe, um, you know, unpack a little bit. What is, you know, a, a spatial dynamics specifically, but also as it sits in the larger field, I, you don't need to go into all of the different modalities because there's there's dozens and dozens and there's ones being invented all the time in terms of somatic movement. But what what is spatial dynamics? How would a session roll if somebody is like, it sounds interesting. What what would a session be like if I got a practitioner such as Hunter and and wanted to do some work? What would they get out of it? Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> another small question. Another small question. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and moving into somatics, you know, people need to understand Somatics is the study of how consciousness inhabits your body and how your body expresses your consciousness through gesture, 
reflexive movement, and even how it plays out in things like athletics, working out, lovemaking. Your consciousness is always being expressed through the body. And so to engage in somatic therapy is to engage in what you don't know is being expressed because it's subconscious. Bodies are in a reflexive state most of the time. And for every emotion, there's emotion. Every thought has a gesture. And it might be small. You know, I've spent a lot of time training myself to, uh, to read these gestures and they become more and more apparent. Is There's always a shift in the body space that accompanies um, thoughts, particularly those that are rooted in the context of trauma and separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so spatial dynamics itself is a discipline created by Jamin McMillan. Um, he's a dynamo. He was the uh, oldest of 17 kids um, out of Detroit. And he was, uh, he's, he is a master fencer. He had a fencing school in Germany for 21 years. Uh, he's a physiotherapist, massage therapist, and a, a master educator. And spatial dynamics goes another step beyond the physicality. And to look at the spatial realm, or what is it about us that moves beyond the body into the surrounding space? And we're seeing all these, you know, quantum mechanics and string theory, all these things that are highlighting that this substance we move through is not empty it's not Mm -hmm. a void and it's actually full of dynamics energies and processes that can be uh, utilized and are utilized particularly in mastery and and most simply spatial dynamics is the study of mastery how is it that your continuum with the space around you whether it's the social space the inner space the you know the suprapersonal space the personal space you have a relationship with that all t- at all times, and you can develop more consciously. We do it um, through uh, dance, play, slow meditative movement, hands-on therapy. Uh, we do a lot of discus and javelin throwing. Um, really, any activity that um, involves movement has a spatial dynamic. Um, when someone comes to see me, the very first thing, uh, we're going to do a short interview, but um, I am, I'm very skilled with my hands at reading the rhythms and pulses of the subtle energetic bodies and so i have someone on a massage table we bring the nervous system way down into a nice even mellow and then i have a conversation with the body with my hands to see where it is in a reflexive state and i lead the body out of that reflexive state but what i really love is is bringing people into new expressions of movement Um, and this starts simple posture in a chair how can we make it fun? How can we make it practical? How can we make it a habit? How can we build practice as a technology in order to recognize when we're in a reflexive state or in a subconscious movement and bring it around into a conscious spatial movement or one that is aligned with the archetypes? Mm-hmm. Would, would somebody, would it, would it be fair to say uh, a client, a potential client, would it be they're, they're in some sort of pain or have some sort of trauma maybe that isn't getting resolved? And so because your your approach is so multidimensional, that could be really a key for them 
sort of moving and being with more flow and freedom? Or is it more, do you draw more people that are like, I'm just curious about expanding my toolbox or, you know, I, I want to have a, a sense of the transcendental or, or these, these multiple layers that are going on inside me. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm a seeker and, and I want new tools. I want new ways of sort of framing what I'm doing. Is it, do you get more of one than the other? Is it, is it all, you know, or is, do they interplay? Like who, who kind of seeks out this sort of work? Right. So I'd say more and more uh, seekers are, are seeking me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it is pain, you know, that bring people to my door. Um, most of the time, um, I've had a lot of success with very difficult cases that uh, modern physical therapy hasn't been able to uh, bridge the gap yep. back to wholeness. Um, you know, so bad backs, bad necks, but all of this is rooted in everyday movement. You know, there might have been a traumatic accident, but the vast majority of chronic pain is based in everyday movement, gesture, and posture. And so it's important that we lead, yeah, I can get you out of pain. There's no doubt about it. And I'm happy to do so. I love to do so. Mm-hmm. But really, I'm going to be serving the work and serving the individual best if I then learn to educate them, you know, educate them to move in new ways Absolutely. so as to eliminate their need for me really in their lives. Yeah, yeah. Is most of the work done on a massage table or do you do work on the floor too? What's, what's, uh, where do you normally have them? Yeah, so it's all of it. If someone comes to me and they're obviously just in an elevated um, fight or flight state, they go straight to the table. Yeah. Get in that horizontal plane, find the context of deep ease. You know what I'm really, most people don't even know what it means to be at ease these days. I know, I know. know? And so if we can get that context from the very beginning of a deep ease, then we can begin to move into the upright work. Yes, floor, yes, chair, yes, walking, yes, balance beams, yes, balance boards. You know, it's... uh, I try and take it in many directions as a person's willing to do while me, you know, supporting them at their edges. That sounds fantastic. I mean, you're speaking my language when you're saying a uh, deep ease. Cause I know that men, this is one of our edges that we struggle with is we're so, you know, in the warrior, you know, going and getting it and working hard and being, and you know, all the lower kind of masculine energies that, that we can tend to show, uh, deep ease and, and spacious relaxation. And it is something that doesn't come that easily for most men. And some don't even would, would look at you sideways, even suggesting that there's a possibility to be that way. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, you work with, you, you do men's work with sacred sons. Uh, you work with men, uh, in your clientele. What do you, what do you see as the edge for men? I know that's being kind of, uh, macrocosm, but you know, what are you seeing that, that's the edge of men's learning right now? What are they up against? What would you like to see men sort of start to master or start to uh, move into new expressions as a, as a whole tribe? Right. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I, I think it is to to live into the edge of vulnerability amongst other men, you know, and, yeah. and you really hit the nail on the head. You know, um, a lot of time we are equated with the sum total of our earnings. That's who we are. So yep. what do you do? Yep. Right. They don't want to hear about the, the poem that you wrote uh, under the <laughs> light, right? They want to hear <laughs> yeah. about what, what equated the dollar and cents. So really like learning to be vulnerable around other men and learning to support other men in their vulnerability to not run from the tears, to not run from the rage, to not run from the feeling of disconnection. And, you know, within that, 
we come to a, you know, really the next step after we face the shadows within the vulnerability is to build culture together. And we live in a time where there's such confusion as to who originated what, who stole what. And really we have this opportunity within our connection to build culture together um, and to, and to recreate the stories of what it means to be a man and to create initiations for our sons to live into and future generations to celebrate with, you know, we're really in this great amnesia. You know, they talk about that in terms of of native people sometimes being, uh, you know, stolen, their culture ripped away from them through genocide and, and all that. But really, you know, white men of which I am is like, we're suffering an even deeper amnesia. How many know more than two generations back or three generations back? We came from Europe. Where? What did our people do? And so we're in this position of needing to recreate culture uh, through the lens of our strength and our our, uh, divine masculinity. Absolutely. That's beautifully said, Hunter. Um, One of the things I see the edge for men is you see it in men that are seekers, but in the wider in the wider tribe of men, they men tend to be kind of horizontally fixated. In other words, I see a need for more men to start to access spirituality and higher dimensions and the vertical. I don't see enough men um, that are skilled at praying. I don't see enough men that can call the divine either the masculine, feminine, or both. Like just, I think men. The edge for men that I can see, there's this, we need to get more reverent. We need to get more awestruck by the mystery. We need to get more transcendental, whatever that looks like. I think if men like you and I that are grounded uh, have done a lot of exploring and come back to the village with some gold, uh, and if one of the, if part of our teaching is to help men, you know, I've got a men's group right now, and I feel like what I'm really doing is helping them learn how to pray in a way that's like all the way through their being so that they can really live with strength and connectedness to the divine. So that's one of the things I, and I had to learn it too. I had an edge where, you know, I I would attend a a meditation retreat and I felt kind of sheepish because I was like, I don't know if I really know how to do this all that well. Well, that was part of an initiation as well. So that's one of the things I see um, is for us to embrace the mystery more and to, I love what you said about, you know, creating culture together. We're all in this together. Um, you know, I totally bless the work you're doing. I'm, 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 it's heartwarming to think of you working with people, clients as a somatic movement teacher. I just think you're, you're gifted and it's making a big difference. Even, even if you're seeing people one at a time, who knows how that's rippling through the tribe. And I just, I feel really reassured that you're doing that important work. So thank you for that. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you, Tony, too, out there in the trenches and doing your work. And, you know, this is a, we're at a threshold time, you know, yeah. this, this is make it or break it time. And um, I'm so glad to hear you're teaching men to pray, you know, because it, praying puts us back into the context of what our individuality is and how it is within this enormous hierarchy of beings and, and, mm-hmm. uh, dimensions and to enter into that humbly and with question and with yearning is truly transformative. I, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think I probably took for granted. I learned to pray so young and to do it well, but to bring men into that place, just it empowers them entirely and brings them into the context of, of creation. 
Absolutely. Well, we've got your website. Is there any uh, programs, any uh, anything you want to direct listeners to? I'll give them your, your website so they can find your work. If they're in Seattle, uh, they can book a session with you. But is there anything coming up that you'd like our listeners to know about as this episode comes out in the next uh, couple weeks? Uh, yeah, you know, um, sometimes I'm putting a little bit of wisdom and exercises out on Instagram. Uh, Spatial Magnetic is my uh, my my handle there. Um, I would encourage people um, to reach out if they're striving, if they're struggling. Um, you know, I, I have an online uh, coaching program that I've been really happy with, been able to, to uh, assist in some big shifts with people um, through the Zoom format. Um, I would encourage people to check out the Spatial Dynamics Institute. They have a lot of, a lot of brilliant, brilliant courses. And, um, and uh, just reach out if, even if you feel like a little, just a little inside motivation like oh maybe i should then yeah you should man that's your intuition 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 comes instantly so reach out and then also check out the sacred sons man they're doing good work and um i think that that uh that movement is going to be one to watch in the years to come absolutely hunter thanks so much for coming on base camp for men and sharing your insight and your wisdom it's really good to meet you and to do this episode with you so thank you so much all right tony it's been a pleasure i really appreciate it I hope you enjoyed my interview with Hunter Torin. To book a session here in Seattle for one of his excellent spatial dynamic sessions or to find out more about Hunter's workshops, go to www.levitytherapeutics.com. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. Basecamp for Men.